Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome to the Creative Champs podcast. My name's Kime and I'm here to help you on your creative journeys. So today we're speaking all about the paperwork and I promise I'm going to try and make it as unboring as I possibly can. We're going to be speaking primarily about breaking up with your client. For those moments where you realise this can't run, I can't work with this client anymore, I can't work on this project anymore for whatever reason and we're just going to be talking about the different things that you can include in your agreements to help you navigate that if the time comes. Before we get into it, I just wanted to speak a little bit about actually breaking up with clients and the the different instances where it might happen. There could be natural disasters, God forbid, but there could be natural disasters. There could be emergencies. There could be things related to your health or their health or someone's health, whereby you're not physically able to actually show up and do the work anymore. You have to stop and you have to down all the tools. It might be a situation where they're just an asshole. The client is an asshole and you're just finding them insufferable. They keep crossing boundaries. They keep contacting you at stupid o'clock, even though you've told them multiple times not to do that. You get some of those clients who just don't listen, who feel a little bit more entitled. Or it could just be that you just don't really mesh and sometimes it's a case of weighing it out like okay am I taking this personally can I actually complete the work that I'm supposed to complete without having to be overtly friendly you know I can be civil and polite and get the work done sometimes it has to come down to that but there are other points where you know what I might just have to down tools altogether. So we're going to go through some of the clauses to include within your contracts to help you navigate situations like this where you want out or where you want to provide an out for the contract, right? Okay, so the first thing I want to say is that it's okay to end the contract. Remember that. It's okay. Sometimes it's just not... just doesn't work. It doesn't work out and that's okay. You can't be expected to have every single project run through without a single hiccup. Yeah, it's the nature of the beast. I mean, different personalities, oftentimes you'll be interacting with decision makers. And (laughs) listen, yeah, if you've ever had a supervisor in a retail environment, yeah, or if you've had a supervisor at any job anywhere, I'm sure there's someone somewhere out there who can vouch for the fact that sometimes supervisors are, they can be jumped up assholes, but they're decision makers. Yeah. Managers can be straight up assholes. It really does depend on the person, their managerial skills and their ability to communicate. And sometimes all of that just gets lost in translation and you end up with this person who's just power hungry and in a position of authority and is just taking the piss with it. Sometimes, not all decision makers, obviously, but this can happen if you are interacting with a lot of decision makers as part of your projects. Yeah. Um, yeah, because some people, they just they get a bit of authority within their role and they don't know how to fucking act. So, you know, if the situation isn't good for your mental, 
if it's no longer physically viable, if there's no, if there's absolutely no way out other than to part ways, then sometimes that's just how it has to be. Um, and it needs to be put down to learning experience. Yeah, it's something, there's something there that you can learn, you can take away from it, as I'm always saying. Sometimes when it's happening, you're not really thinking like that. You're not thinking, oh, what can I learn from this? You just, I just want to end the situation. I can't believe this is happening. This sucks. But then when you are able to look at it retrospectively, I think that's the word, but after it's happened, you can look back a, a little bit more objectively. I think that's the word I was looking for. A little bit more objectively and just assess the situation once the emotion has sort of waned or um, the emotional side of things or your feelings have sort of relaxed a little bit on the situation. Yeah. Now, within your contracts, things to include. So. So things to include exit clauses. So an exit clause is basically a term where you not a term. It's a it's a clause where there is an escape route for everybody involved because you need an escape route. You don't want to end up locked in to a situation that is just a freaking living nightmare. There needs to be a way out. So stay in the course of events should it become impossible for you lot to work together. So what would the procedure look like if one of you decides or if either party decides, you know what, this situation can't work. We need to call time on the project. First of all, within the exit clause, you need to state what are the reasonable I think well that, that could be that could double up as a different section as well because I, I think I do touch on that in a little bit. Um but what kind of reasons are justifiable to exit the project, first of all, that needs to be made crystal clear because what you don't want is to end up in a situation where people are just like, you know what, I just don't want to work on the project anymore because I don't feel like it. But you've done a lot of work, you've put a lot of work in thus far. And you, you you don't want to be given the, the the mess around, yeah. So yeah, the exit clause would be stating the course of events. So whether that be uh, through creative differences that you can't get past, the crossing of boundaries, or if the project just can't be finished for whatever reason, there needs to be a clear procedure in place. So notice period. How much of a notice period is there going to be? How is notice going to have to be I'm trying to articulate my sentence but bear with me yeah do you know what I'm actually recording this first thing in the morning because I've just realized today the podcast is going out and I've had a rough week y'all I'm not gonna lie I've had a really rough week mentally and I've started taking some boot camps and um not boot camps but courses uh, online courses and my brain is a little bit fried so bear with me um but yeah what are the procedures? So how long is the notice period that you need to be given in order to terminate a project? And sometimes it might be the case where notice can't be given if in the case of like a, an emergency or or such. So you need to put a clause for that. So what sent what sentence or what paragraph could you use to just display or outline the details of that? Yeah, there needs to be a really clear exit root outlines and then yeah with the notice period thing along with stating how much notice is to be given along with the method um who does the notice need to be sent to so 
if you're able to get a, a point of contact from the client side and you can come to an agreement on who it is that you're going to be liaising with or you're going to be in communication with on a regular basis, then it might be the case that whoever it is, your named contact on their end, you might say, oh, I will provide X amount of notice to and I'll send this to X, Y, Z. So they know that they're the ones who are going to be contacted if it does reach a point where the project can no longer be worked on. And from your end, obviously, you'll be the point of contact that they will need to get in touch with. Or if you're if you're working as part of a team, it could be someone else, to be fair. It could be someone else in your team that they will need to contact. But that just needs to be made clear because you don't want to end up in a situation where you sent notice, but they're, they're like, well, I didn't receive it. I didn't know. Because sometimes the communication between these team members is lacking. Yeah, especially in these bigger organisations or organisations where there's more than five people. Sometimes things get lost. It becomes lost in translation. It's not even passed over from person to person. So you really want to make sure that you're contacting the, the right person. Um, and at the end of the day, yeah, you know what? They might come on smoke. They might. Um, but if you're the one, if you're the one cancelling, yeah, just know that there might be a small chance of pushback, uh, and, or, you know, confrontation, especially if you're dealing with someone who is particularly difficult. Um, but if the situation has reached a point where it's no longer tenable to work together, then that's what it is. You know, you've got to weigh it out. And if you come to the conclusion that it's a no, then it's going to have to be a no. And it goes without saying that, there has to be a solid reason for it. You have to be fair. You can't just say, I don't feel like working on this project anymore because I'm bored. Or I just I just feel like checking out. Or you've got to, yeah, obviously as clients, yeah, there's a set of um, clauses and things that they need, to, they need to meet their end of the deal. But we also need to meet our end of the deal, to be fair. Do you know what I mean? So we have to really outline like I was saying at the start really outline justifiable reasons to end the contract and use that as a measuring stick for ourselves as well as the the contractor and when stating reasons I find that sticking to the facts and speaking plainly is the best way to go so if you do decide that yeah I want to end the project but just 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 stick to the facts don't speak about your feelings or you know just just come with the the actual crux of the the situation and also some understanding and empathy because the client might feel a little bit frustrated naturally you know if you if you do know of anyone else that can maybe fill your shoes or take over then me personally if I know I've kind of left the client in a bind to be fair it hasn't happened in my case over the the years that I was freelancing I've only ever done it once where I've backed out of a project altogether but if you are in a situation where yeah you have to do that then yeah if you can provide recommendations this can help to soften the blow a little bit yeah if you're able to find someone uh, or recommend someone with a similar skill set or perhaps uh, the ability to continue on or take over the project from you at that point take a note so make a record of any key events 
um, that led to these decisions. And this is when the situations happened and you're now looking back at it objectively or you could be going through it even. Um, but just keeping a note, mental note or physical note, whatever it is that floats your boat. <laughs> that rhymes. Um, yeah, what led to these decisions to exit? Yeah, uh, and not including things out of your remit and control, of course, because what can you do about that? But make a note and hold it for safekeeping. Uh, it will really help you to sort of build a picture and gain some insight as to things you could do with the, you know, the things that could do with the once over. Yeah, things that could be refined a little bit more uh, and things that you'll need to consider putting in your contracts moving forward to avoid similar situations happening. And if you can't find the right words to say, I do have some free resources over on Gumroad. So if you go to gumroad.com forward slash creative champs, there are 20 free email templates, including a template you can send over to end a client project. So that's gumroad.com forward slash creative champs for that. Another thing you can include is something that's called a force majeure, yeah? And this is applicable if the contract has to end over something that's beyond your control, such as a natural disaster or unforeseen circumstances. And in that case, you're usually entitled to actually forego the contract without notice. So those were the instances I was speaking about a little bit earlier when I said it's things out of your control. This is often referred to, excuse me, this is often referred to as force majeure. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but that's what it's called. So you might want to have a little section on there just stating that this could be the case for either side, for either side. For all we know, they could go bust, they could, their building could, could, you know, collapse or something. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. But there needs to be something in place to understand, for both sides to understand how to navigate the situation if something out of your control does crop up. Yeah? Okay. And at the end of the day, you, you need a contract. You need all these clauses in place just to protect everybody. So there needs to be a way out for everyone. No one should be trapped or locked into anything, especially if it turns out to be crappy for everyone involved or if at any point either you or the client is unhappy. Yeah. And also breaches. How are you going to address breaches? Because if the contract is breached, then in a lot of cases, the contract can become it becomes null and void, you know. If they've breached it, they haven't met their end of the deal. So it's an idea to think about including the kind of things that would constitute a breach. Or is it constitute as a breach? You get what I'm trying to say. But the things that would lead to a breach um, within the agreement. Yeah, so it's not going to be possible to name everything but if you say something like if it uh if there are breaches in terms of any of the clauses not being adhered to or if you know that you can make it more general so to speak yeah um yeah then that can also lead to a project coming to an end as well yeah this would come under the section where you're speaking about the different things that come come under the justifiable reasoning to end or call time on a project so you speak a little bit about breaches as well okay um but yeah I, that's what i wanted to just round off i hope this talk was helpful um 
but I really want you to just remember that don't forget about the fact that client projects can end prematurely. They they end prematurely every single day. It happens. You're not crap. You're not shitty. You're not, you know, sometimes you're just not compatible. And incompatibility, that word, incompatibility sometimes just enters the chat and it's bound to happen, especially when you're dealing with so many different people, so many different personalities, so many different people who feel like they're entitled or who have a little bit of power and don't know how to act. You know, accidents happen illnesses and pains happen a bunch of things happen that make it just a little bit too much too difficult to navigate and it's okay it's okay to call time if you feel like your mental health is being compromised or you feel like the situation is no longer feasible for either of you yeah all right so again I really hope that was helpful I am actually sweating up I'm recording this under a duvet believe it or not and (laughs) This is my studio because I don't feel like sitting at the desk and recording right now. It's early in the morning. I don't want to sit up. I want to lie down. And so, but yes, I will be speaking to you same time next week. I hope you will have a fantastic one and I will chat to you then. All right. Take care.